0: Because we live in a world that is so busy and loud. The enemy is loud in our voice, in our minds, in our lives. Everything is hustle and bustle. But Lord, in your presence, there's quietness. Praise is loud. But Father, your presence causes us to quiet. In your presence, God, we just get quiet. We get still. And when we get still, we know that you are God. So by the stillness in your presence, we know you better. But Father, if we want to know you better, we just got to get still and get quiet sometimes. Get away from everything, get in a quiet room, get in a quiet car. Father, and just be still in your presence and let you speak to us and let your presence saturate us. Jesus' name, God, we thank you for all that you are. We bless you today. We honor you, sir. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, our kids go back to Impact Kids. Today, I want to talk to you about fearless faith. Fearless faith. Last week, I was sitting in the uh, up front, and I had already kind of had an idea. Most of the time, it's not a week ahead of time. It's because sometimes during this week, but uh, I knew that I was supposed to speak on fear. And last Sunday morning, sitting in the front row, God said, not only are you going to speak on fear, but I want you to pray for people who have the spirit of fear on them. Some people just fear all the time. Some people walk in the spirit of fear. Sometimes it just comes on them. And I'm not saying today that we're going to rid fear. What we're going to do is we're going to say we're not going to walk in fear and we're not going to let the spirit of fear, the spirit of fear settle in us. Because that fear, you can't help that it comes, but you don't have to let it incubate in your spirit. Amen? Because it's very, very easy. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. The easiest way to get over that fear is to know that God didn't give it to you. That scripture tells you God did not give that to you. So that fear that you're feeling is not from God. So if it's not from God, there's only good and evil, so it's from Satan. So why do we continue to allow something that we know is from Satan to be in our life? It's like, you know, if, you, if, if Satan walks up to you and says, hey, I want to give this to you. Like, no, I ain't trusting you and your gifts. Well, fear is a gift from Satan. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that something or someone is dangerous, dangerously likely to cause pain or threat. Fear comes when you feel like there's some kind of threat to you. There's some kind of threat um, or some kind of danger. But fear is, as you've, you've you've heard it said, false evidence appearing real. It's not, fear is not real because you know what, research says 40% of things that we worry about will never happen. 40% of the things, four things out of 10 that you worry about day to day is never taking place and you worry and waste your time for nothing. 30% um, is in the past or can't be helped or changed. So 30% of the things you worry about is stuff that's already happened, it's already in the past, and you feel like it's going to come up into the present or in the future or whatever, and you're fearing something that you can't change. You just got to move past your past. 12% involves worry of others that's none of your business. 12% of the time, you worry worried about other people's business that ain't got nothing to do with you, and you're all tight and upset and fearful about it. So that leaves only 8% of the time that we worry about stuff that's even possible for happen. That's less than one out of 10. So out of 10 things you worry about, only one of them, or you're fearful over, only one of them really even has a chance to happen. So many times in our lives we fear stuff and it just never happens, right? So fear, false ever appearing real, or you could say future events already ruined because whenever you fear, You're ruining all the events that's going to happen because you're walking in fear, not in faith. Or you could say, failure accepted, expected, and received. Failure expected and received. In other words, I'm I'm fearful. I'm expecting this not to go good. So therefore, you can face everything and run. I mean, you can fear everything and run, or you can face everything and rise. Amen? You have a choice. Those are some little, little, I love acronyms. Y'all know me, I pull up some acronyms sometimes. So, so those are some acronyms there. there. There's a farmer one time that had 75 acres of land. And, the, and somebody came up to him and said, hey, uh, what you gonna do on that land? You can plant some cotton? He said, nope, I'm scared, I'm scared that the weevils will eat it up. Well, how about, how about some corn? No, I don't plant corn. I feel like the locusts might come and take them all away. Well, okay, well, you gonna raise some cattle? He said, no, I think the, I think the price of beef's gonna drop. He's a what's your plan? He's well, I'm gonna play it safe and just not do nothing. See, we have, we have our whole life ahead of us and we're scared to live it. We don't wanna make any changes, we don't wanna make a challenge, we don't wanna move forward in, in, in our plans that we feel God because we're scared something bad's gonna happen. If you walk in fear, you'll never walk in faith. Faith is so positive and, and, and we walk around our lives scaredy cats, you know, and we can't. Is something bad going to happen sometimes? Absolutely. But but the, but the scripture says that God will never leave us nor forsake us, that he's with us every day. He walks with us and he talks with us. He tells us that he is our own, that we are his own, Right. And the thing is, is that we, we cannot walk around life scared. We got to walk around with faith, knowing sometimes it's not going to go well, but God is with us and he's going to work it all out for our good. So we still don't have to worry about it. Even when it's bad, he'll work it out for our good. So why fear, especially when we know it's not from God? You know, we have these responses. We want to, you know, we, we play it safe. We don't want to, we don't want to, we want to avoid hurt and pain and relationships and arguments. So we just play it safe and, and we we, ne- we never confront things in our lives and we just walk around insecure and shy. And we just walk around with our heads down and we just let everybody run over us and walk over because we're scared. Our response is important in our lives to those around us. As Christians, people in our community should see us with our heads up, walking around in confidence, walking around in the authority of God, walking around in peace and hope and joy. The worst thing you can do to our community out of this church is walk around defeated in this community. That gives our church a bad name, and more, way more than that, it gives God a bad name. We can't walk around busted, defeated, and broken joke. You know what I'm saying? Do you know that, that in the Word of God... There is 365 times. You heard this before, probably, but some of you may not. 365 times in the Word of God, it says, "Do not fear or do not be afraid." That is not a coincidence. There's one time for every day of the year. So that means today I don't have to fear. Tomorrow I don't have to fear. You know, leap year I can get I got I got an extra one to use whenever I need it. You know. David said in Psalms, Psalms 34 4. Listen, this is how easy it was for David. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. What's that song? I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered, right? So it says, I prayed to the Lord. Okay, or I sought the Lord. I, I prayed and he answered. And then it says, He freed me from all my fears. All it took was a prayer. That's all it took. God, I'm walking in fear. And you don't give me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. And do me with that power, God. Give me the faith to overcome this fear and walk in confidence in what you have me for. And then, Lord, if it does turn out bad, I'm still not going to fear because I know you're going to work it all out for the good. Right? You go to the doctor, you, you, you're going to get a shot. You're like, that's going to hurt, but it's going to make me better. So you don't have to fear going to the doctor and getting a shot because you know that shot's going to make it better. So you know what? I'll just deal with that shot. Because I know what's coming out. My health is coming afterwards. So you walk through this world. I walk through this situation, these trials and tribulations, but I don't have to fear because I know after that, joy is coming. Because I'm, uh, weeping only do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. This whole community is inundated with fear more than any other community around. The Wilmington. Why? Because we have Cape, the Cape Fear River, it's the Cape Fear region. It is pronounced over this area that there's fear here. But we don't have to walk in that. Because just like we're not subject to, we're not, like I said you know, all the time, we're not Republicans, Democrats, we're Christians, right? We, we vote by the word. You know, we, we don't have to uh, endure the fear everybody else does around us. We can walk around even in Cape Fear region with faith and fire of the Holy Spirit. One thing that we need to understand, first off, is I've already mentioned it, but the source of it is that God does not give it. It's not from God. See, the enemy, I love this right here, this, God showed me this. The enemy wants to uh, stop you in your tracks. He wants you to freeze, you heard of this before, freeze, fight, or flight, right? He wants you to freeze, because if you, if, if you walk in fear and you freeze, then you're not walking in forward in momentum towards what God wants you to do. And you're not even walking backwards. He's okay with you not walking backwards, as long as you're not moving. So he wants you to freeze. Number two, he wants you to flight. He wants you to get scared and run away from what you were trying to do for God because if you fight and you run away, then you're not doing God's will for your life and he's okay with that. Or he wants you to fight. He don't care if you're fighting him because if you're fighting Satan, you're not following God. <coughs> he don't mind you fighting Satan. He don't, mind, he don't mind you fighting God because if he needs you to fight God about what you disagree with and what you're fearful of, then you're still not doing God's will. So he just wants you to fight somebody. He, he don't care if you fight yourself. Just don't do what God's called you to do. And that's what he wants you to do. If, you're, if, you're, if you are fighting God, you're not obeying God. Satan wins both ways. We pray, and then we get up, and we fear. We read our Bible, we get up, and then we fear. Why? I don't understand because whenever whenever there's a hurricane outside, what do we do? We don't stand out in a hurricane. We run into the the church, into the house, into somewhere, into safety, right? We don't have to stand out there in the elements. We don't have to stand out there in that we can run inside where we're safe. Same way with God. We don't have to walk in fear. We can run. The scripture says that, that he's a strong tower. Those who run into his arms are safe, right? He's a strong, mighty tower. It was sheltered under the wings of God. And so the thing is, we don't have to do that. So whenever we pray and then we fear, that prayer was in vain because you didn't have faith in that prayer because you immediately related to fear. So God's like, well, when you're serious about it and you have faith that I can take that from you and you have faith in that, that, that I, I, I can work all things out for the good and you have faith, then it's going to be okay. But whenever you just come give me a little token prayer just to say you prayed and you're still walking in fear, I ain't got nothing to do with that. And don't blame me when that prayer is not an answered because you didn't you didn't pray it in faith. And I think I've used this this one one time before, but I want to use it again. If you know, if I got up here and and I said, um, and I have to if I had a Bible, let's just put, say this was a, a witchcraft book, and I said I uh, I got some witch, uh, witchcraft incantations I want to read to y'all today. Every one of y'all would scream and come tackle me on the stage. If I said I want to read some, some some incantations, I want to put some curses on you man, y'all would tackle me because you would believe that witchcraft book, which is is, is no good. Witches and warlocks and all that—they cannot put any kind of spells on you. They can try to, but you're covered by the blood of Jesus. Okay, but you would believe that. But how come when I read the Word of God, the lip, we don't believe that. You ain't gonna, you're not gonna say, oh wow, look at that. Let's do the tackle done now. That's the truth don't come tackle me right now please <laughs> we got to be careful when it comes to fear that's why man, man, as a youth pastor i used to tell teenagers all the time don't go to haunted houses don't do that you are opening yourself up to demonic influences you are dropping your guard and you're saying no i i'm all good with thrill thrillers if it's somebody you know trying to find somebody and it's all it's just stuff that's just it makes you jump you know but i don't want anything that tries to make me fearful I don't want to watch something that's that's about spirits, that's about demons, that's about witchcraft or warlocks or any of this kind of stuff like that. Just because you're opening yourself up to that. And it causes me, and I had teenagers all the time, I would say that before Halloween, the week after Halloween, that Wednesday night, I said, look, I haven't slept in three days. I said, because you didn't listen to me on Sunday, did you? I said, I got it. You went to a haunted house, didn't you? Yeah. And it had demons and it was witches and it was spirits. And you know, I, I said, I told you. You know? But we but we think, oh, I can handle that. It's just it's just fun. It's just play. And that's what the devil wants you to ma- to know. Do you know as much as 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 Bewitched is such a, a wonderful, funny little uh show that when she twinkles her nose and, and everything happens and it's a funny show, do you know the year that that, that Bewitch came out, Wicca, the Wiccan religion, witchcraft religion, grew forty percent. see that was God saying check that's why that's why I don't like watching Harry Potter mess I know there's probably a lot of fans in here I don't care because you're open, you're, you're watching this 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 warlock and he's he's making it look like it's no big deal it's just it's okay just don't worry about it it's fine it's just fictitious and that's what he the enemy wants us to think it's okay don't worry about it it's not a threat. We drop our guard, and then bam, he just punches us. The the devil wants you to think that your fear is bigger than your God. The devil wants you to think that, you know what, this fear is bigger than your God. Because if you really thought that God was bigger than your fear, then you'd have faith. But when we walk in faith, when we walk in fear, we're saying, God, you you can't handle this. I'm scared this is going to happen, and you can't fix it. So I'm going to walk in fear. Do you think that fear makes it better? Do you th- feel like, that? oh, I'm going to walk in this fear, and I'm just going to have a little peace about it in a little bit. I'm going to walk in this fear, and nothing's going to happen to me. And, and you know I, Why I continue to walk in something that you know is not from God. Fear is a shadow. Fear is, you can take something small, and put, put a big bright light, and put a little something small in front of it, and it casts a big shadow, right? And that's what fear is. It's something small that casts a big shadow that makes you think it's a whole lot bigger than what it really is. You know, normally it's something small. It's kind of like a spider. We see this spider that's about this big around, and people freak out. Jump, big grown men will jump up on top of, on top of the, the tabletop. When it's just as easy as smash. We feel like that little thing all of a sudden, as big as the whole room all of a sudden. We got to and we could do the same thing with the enemy. The enemy was defeated 2,000 years ago and he's still defeated today. He roars like a lion but all he can do is gum you to death. And he can't even gum you to death because, because he can't kill you. He can gum you and try to make you try to try to make you feel it. But he roars. He makes his big loud sound and he brings all this stuff to make you think. But he is hogtied. He has no authority over you. The only authority Satan has over you is what you give him. That's it. And when you say I have fear, you're giving Satan authority over your life. Fear starts, and when it's not controlled, it will dominate your mind. It will dominate your thoughts. It will dominate your emotions. It will dom- dominate your body. Fear will make you physically tremble, not in the presence of God. Fear will do that. When Adam got fearful, he ran away and hid. Genesis 3, 10 and 11, he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. So first he was naked and free, now he's naked and afraid. (laughs) See, the first naked and afraid happened in the Garden of Eden. But who told you that you were naked? The Lord said. Have you eaten from the tree um, whose fruit I've commanded you not to eat? See, he had always been naked. He didn't even realize he was naked until sin came in his life. And then all of a sudden, he has shame. Sin brings shame and makes you feel shameful and makes you feel like you're no good. You're worthless, right? And when we get scared, when we get fearful, we blame others. What happened, Adam? That woman you gave me. Okay, Adam. Okay, Eve. What happened? That serpent. Everybody blames somebody. David wanted to run, but he, he sat before he ran. He, he realized that's dumb because in Psalms one thirty nine seven through twelve, I can never escape from your period, uh, your um, spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to the heaven, you're there. If I go to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me will become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, night shines bright as a day. Darkness and light are the same to you. I love that last little part there. I had to think about, I had to selah. You know, in in, in Psalms, when it says selah, S-E-L-A-H, that means stop, pause, think about it, meditate. Right. And so that's what I had to do. It's like darkness and light are the same thing. Uh, But I put it in my concept. I said, no, they're not. But to God it is. Because there is no darkness in God. So what you call darkness is light to him. He can take darkness and make everything light. There's no way you can hide from him. He will find you. We don't have to. You know, Jonah ran away from the presence of God in fear. He was fearful that he would go preach to those people in Nineveh and and that they would receive Christ. And he thought they deserved judgment. And so he got fearful that it would happen. So he ran to Tarshish away from the the presence of God and see what happened. He got ate by the big fish. So your faith has to be bigger than your fear. When things don't go our way, we get, we cannot stop trusting God and begin trusting fear. That's what happens in our life. It's just like Sunday mornings. Um, I don't I don't call everybody on Sunday Saturday night and say, Hey, we're gonna have church in the morning. Okay, y'all coming? You know, I might need to sometimes. But but you know, the thing is, is that sometimes I'll put a reminder on there, trying to get y'all to invite people or other people to see it and stuff. But when I don't put anything on there, y'all still show up. Why? Because if we're not gonna have church, if I change my mind. I'm going to let you know. So unless I let you know, it's all on, always. So God's the same way. I'm there, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. I'll, I'll work it all out for your good. I'll turn the bad to the good. I'll work at all things. So unless, I'm, unless I change my mind, I'll let you know. But I'm the same yesterday today forever for I'm not changing my mind, so don't ever question it. So we 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 why come we, we don't question that Church is going to be on Sunday morning because Pastor Doug hadn't said nothing about it. But when God says, hey, I'll work it all out for your good, we don't trust that. Maybe something's changed. Nothing's changed. Matter of fact, Psalms 91, 1 and 2. This is a beautiful visual to me. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. That's what you need to quote when you're fearful. Because he is your refuge, he's where you run to and you're safe. He's a strong, mighty fortress. We get fear in the church all the time. As soon as I say we're gonna do something different than we normally do, if I started saying, Hey, we're gonna have church on Sunday nights instead of Sunday mornings, we're not, but if I said that, you know, you all be like, Oh no, how's that gonna work? What we're gonna do? How about you know, you know, whatever. If I say, hey, we have, we have a, you know, something, if I change something, we do something different. The first time that I said for the Funnel Cake Festival, when I said, told my leader, I said, I really feel like we need to do this for free. Well, we couldn't only pay for it last time. How are we going to pay for it now? What can we do? This? You know, they weren't that, that dramatic. I'm just saying that's the thought process. And so we're like, oh, no. A little bit of fear came, you know, but we did it. It got paid for. Everything's fine. And this year, we're getting donations. And pretty much all of it's going to be donated for, hopefully. what we're believing for, for but we, you know, the thing is, is in our own life, whenever we have a bill that's due and we don't have the money for it, why do we go to the nth degree of the worst case scenario? We should say, oh, there's a bill due. I can't pay it. I don't have the money right now. But I may have to, I may have a late fee. I may have to pay a late fee, but um, God's going to work it out. I'm going to trust him and God's going to work it out. Maybe, maybe even I had to take a little loan out to pay for some things, but you know what? It's going to work out. God's going God's to work it out. No. Oh my God, the light bill, I got $10 I don't have, so therefore, you know what? Oh my God, I'm going to lose my house, I'm going to lose my kids, I'm gonna, they're going to throw me in jail, I'm going to lose everything I have. That's our, We go straight to the worst fear possible, that we lost everything. That's not faith. That is fear. God doesn't give us that spirit of fear. When Pastor, Whenever I say something... That isn't the way that's always done. We Sometimes we get fearful. When I say something to you and, 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 and challenge you, I say, hey, I feel like God's saying this. Immediately, because we feel so insecure in ourselves, we fear what I tell you through the Spirit of God because you feel like I can't do that. That fear comes on you. We need to repent of fear. We need to literally say, God, forgive me for having allowing the spirit of fear to be in my life. I need you, God, to forgive me for fear in my life. We don't need to, to sin and fear like Adam because fear is a sin. Because you, sin, fear is a sin because when you're fearful, you're not having faith and trusting God. You're trusting your own self. and You're trusting that the enemy is somehow is going to work it out for you. We need to boldly go before the throne of grace. We don't have to be fearful. God's not a mean villain. He's not a, 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 a rude principle. He's not a Crazy judge that's going to throw the gavel down. He cares about you. Matter of fact, Psalms 27, one through three says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will remain confident. No Scripture says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It does not mean that weapons will not be formed. There will be weapons formed against you. But it means in the end they will not prosper. Worry is the opposite of faith and fear is the opposite of trust. Joshua 1, 1, 7 and 9 says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all my instructions that Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night to be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed. This is my command be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Or be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, Satan wants to tell you, and he wants you to fear your future. But Jeremiah 29 11 says, For, for, for I know the plans I have for you, not to harm you, but to prosper you, and give you a hope and a future. He's, he wants you to fear failure. But um, Philippians 4 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He wants you to fear defeat. But Romans 8.37 says you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. He wants you to fear death. But but 23rd Psalm says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For the rod and their staff will protect me and comfort me. He wants you to fear not being good enough. Ephesians 2.10 says for you are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. He wants you to fear not having enough. All it takes is a little little cake of bread and a little bit of oil. All it takes is two fishes and five loaves. God can take whatever you have and do it. He, he, He looked at Moses and says, what is that you have in your hand? He had a step. Whatever you have, God can take whatever you have and make something out of nothing. Little is much when God is in it. Jehovah Jireh is more than enough. He wants you to fear rejection jesus was rejected jesus receives you matter of fact romans eight fifteen. for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out abba father god did just not send his son to die for you he he wanted you in his family so it says that he adopted us we are adopted under christ when you adopt a child, they are yours. It's not like, just like, hey, I'm in this family. This is my stepson, my step. We aren't stepchildren with Christ. We are his children. John 15, 18, through, and 19. If the world hates you, remember it hated me first. The world, would love, the world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. And that's true. When you are out in the world, the world loves you, the world cares for you. That's why when people leave the church, they go out to the world, they say the world loved me more than the church did. Because when you go into the world, they're going to take them in. That's what, that's what Satan wants to do. He wants you to pull you in and make you feel loved with his people. But you are no longer part of the world. I choose you to come out of the world, listen, so it hates you. He said, I want the world to hate you. Because if the world hates you, then that means you're in me. Because we're in this world, not of this world. We're just passing through, right? He wants you to have fear of not being able to live for Christ. But Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Proverbs 1, says, But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of them. If you listen to God, if you listen to the word of God, you can live without fear, untroubled by, by untroubled by fear. And then Isaiah 41, 9 and 10. I have called you back from the ends of the earth saying, you are my servant for I have chosen you and not thrown you away. Just because you leave God, just because you turn your back on God, just because you used to serve God, you don't anymore. God's like, listen, I've called you back from the ends of the earth. You're still my servant. I still love you. I'm not throwing you away. You are still valuable to me. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will hold you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You see, I started throwing my left hand up. Some of you struggle, fear with sleep. You, you fear going to sleep because of dreams. Proverbs three twenty four says, "You will lie down and sleep soundly." Some of you fear losing your spouse. Scripture says, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. If you were about to lose your spouse, it's because one of you ain't living for Christ. Because if both of you are living for Christ, and both of you are trying to live godly lives, then then God can work anything out. I've had had both. I've had where one was serving God and one didn't. It always ended up bad. When both families, both husband and wife came in my office and said, we got a problem. And I would say, are both of y'all committed to God? Yes. Do both of y'all love God? Yes. Are both of y'all trying to serve and love each other? And then it always, and, and, and after all them questions, and after after some time and some counseling, it always worked out because they both had the best interest in heart and they're both trying to do the right thing. Some fear hell, hell but, proper, I mean, but Romans 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13 says, if you openly declare with your mouth that Jesus Lord is, is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You don't have to fear it. If you're saved, you don't have to fear hell because you're not going to hell. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and openly declaring with your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew or Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him For everyone calls on the name of the Lord to be saved. And like I said last week, He can know Jew or Gentile. We we are grafted in because of Christ. Christ was a Jew. Christ was Jewish. Christ lived in in Israel. And whenever Christ comes back, he's going to go back to Israel. He's going to stand on the Mount of Olives. He's not coming to America. Okay? You know, we support Israel. We stand with Israel. Israel, the Jews are not Christians, but we're believing for them to be Christians. But the Jews are Jesus' people. And he loves them. And he wants them to come to Christ. We don't worship Israel, but we stand on Israel because that's what Christ tells us to do. So you come on up here. How can I overcome fear? Remember, first, fear doesn't come from God. Number two, pray, 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 pray. David prayed and fear left. Number three, read your Bible. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. I love how it says that. Faith cometh by hearing. You heard it. And hearing, hearing it again. That's why a lot of times I'll come back and and, and some once in a while I'll preach the same sermon over sometimes, or or, or preach a, a, a quote, or preach a point from another message because I want you to hear it. Because the more you hear it, the more you get it. Well, Pastor, look, I don't think you should. I don't think you should preach sometimes the same thing over and over. Well, you know what? I've preached on unforgiveness fourteen thousand times since I've been here, and some of y'all still ain't for gay people. <laughs> so I ain't stopping till you do. Everybody does. And number four, God's love. First, First John 4, 18. Perfect love casts out all fear. But when you get in the presence of God, there is no fear. When we have these worship nights, open heaven nights, there is no fear. When you are in the presence of God, you don't fear nothing. You are encapsulated in his love and his peace you are in there is there's is no fear at all because he has that perfect love allow god to love on you and number 5 you you overcome fear by the power of the holy spirit by letting him comfort you faith crushes fear's grip on your emotions i'm going to read a little prayer that i wrote down <clears throat> and it's too long for for us, it take me it take us 10 minutes really for you, for uh, to, to call in response. So I'm going to pray it. You can either just agree with it, or if you want to quietly, you know, in, in a small, a quiet voice, you can repeat after me. But if you're having problems with fear, I want you to, to to at least agree with this prayer, if not pray it in your mind or out loud. I will not fear. I release fear and I embrace courage and faith. Because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is a liar. I am not abandoned. My mother, father, and family and friends may have abandoned me. But God has not abandoned me. Jesus hasn't abandoned me. Holy Spirit hasn't. And they are all I need. God will send people in my life to replace the people that I lost. I don't have the fear of not being enough or fear of lack because God is Jehovah Jireh my provider god is more than enough i give my finances to god i will not fear my finances because i trust god to provide for me help me to be a giver lord not a hoarder of what you've given me i empty my life fill me fill me up and give me not bags full not barrels full but barns full of blessings. I will trust that whatever is in those barns is exactly what I need. God orders my steps. Therefore, I can trust my future. Wherever he leads, I will walk confidently. And I am enough for God just the way I am. I don't have to perform because Jesus canceled the audition. He accepts me as I am. I am yours, Lord, and you are mine. You chose me and I choose you. I am your masterpiece and you love me just the way I am. I deserve a life of peace and joy. I don't fear hell because heaven is my home. I don't fear lack because Jehovah Jireh is my provider. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I do not have the fear of rejection because God has accepted me and adopted me. Kingdom impact has accepted me. Those that accept me far outweigh those who reject me. I am free from rejection. I am free from abandonment. I am free from not enough. I am free from fear. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I am free. Hallelujah. 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 Is there anybody here today that would say I'm Pastor Doug, I'm not a Christian, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour or I need